This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. everyone it's ham talk live it's episode number 125 vacationing in florida with deers recorded live on thursday july 26 2018 i'm your host neil rapp wb9 vpg thanks for tuning in to another episode of ham talk live tonight we're joined by sean wall kv4 wv and andy maluzzi kk4 w or LWR, and uh, he's he's becoming a regular on the show here. We've had him on for for a couple of things, and he's uh, going to be on again here uh, before long. But uh, I'm actually sitting here with them live tonight from Disney World, so uh, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. And uh, last week on the show, uh, the group from NASA on the air was here to talk about what's happened so far with that, and what's happening soon with that year long event. So if you missed that, make sure you listen at Ham Talk live.com or on apple Podcasts, stitcher iheart Podcasts, google play tune in soundcloud or we're even on youtube so all your mouse world questions well get those ready to go after the interview you can give us a call and uh, ask your questions about the disney um, emergency amateur radio service here at walt disney world and uh, the phone number that you'll call when it's time for that now it's not time just yet but um, the phone number you'll call is 812 net ham one that's 812-638-4261 or you can skype us or ham talk live on skype and uh, you can also tweet a question to us our twitter handle is at ham talk live and as with all of our shows this summer you'll have a chance to win if you call in tonight so uh, we'll talk about that a little later on but i'll be back with sean and andy right after this from tower electronics right here on ham talk live hey honey have you seen the pl 259s anywhere no i haven't come on kids let's go there's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquid sale. Buy nine solder type PL259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259. 
Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Hi, I'm Scott Cole, KB9AMM, president of Tower Electronics. I like the company so much that I bought it. Tower Electronics, coming to a hand fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL-259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL-259 connectors? Right now, you could be sitting on a beach, sipping a drink with an umbrella in it, and enjoying the good life. But instead, you've decided to listen to Ham Talk Live. So we thank you. And now, here's Neil Rapp with more of the show. Thanks to Scott and Jill, as always, at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight. Their Hamfest schedule coming up August 5th, Berryville, Virginia, August 11th, Huntington, West Virginia, and then August 18th and 19th at Huntsville, Alabama. But you can get a hold of them anytime at pl-259.com. Tonight, our guests are Sean Walk. KV4WV, he's the president of the Disney Emergency Amateur Radio Service, or DEERS as it's better known. He's uh, an employee here at Disney World. He works in IT. Uh, He's been here for three years in web development and been a ham for four years. And uh, he's been kind enough to join us tonight. And our good friend Andy Malusi, KK4LWR, is the past president of the Gator Amateur Radio Club at the University of Florida in Gainesville. He's currently a systems engineer for Walt Disney Parks and Resorts here in Florida. And Andy's a key leader in the ARRL Collegiate Amateur Radio Initiative, a group that's been formed to share ideas and promote and rejuvenate amateur radio clubs and colleges in universities in North America, and he's been with us before, and we'll be uh, talking about a new um, collegiate CUSO party coming up here soon. But Sean and Andy, thanks for for coming on tonight. Yeah, thanks a lot, Neil. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Thanks for uh, letting us join you tonight. Yeah, so so I'm on vacation, and, and so I didn't say anything about being on vacation, and and, and I had planned on a show and, and didn't get any confirmation of everything, and so I was literally on the drive, and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, we got to come up with a backup plan. So I get on Facebook Messenger and say, Andy, hey, can uh, if I can work this out, can we do a show on Deers on Thursday night? And he's like, oh, yeah, we can do that. So they were kind enough to uh, come out here to the uh, Ham Shack, which is actually uh, behind one of the fire stations here at uh, Walt Disney World Resort, and uh, open up the shack and get on the air a little bit beforehand and uh, – uh, allow me to come in and, and host the show and talk a little bit about it. So we're talking a little bit about vacations and uh, and what you can do uh, with ham radio on vacations. And, and on the drive down here, I was making satellite contacts on AO91 and 92 and, and did some of that. And uh, I would, I'd hope to do that uh, from the hotel room, but I'd never, we, I've been running around everywhere um, and haven't had a chance. So, um, uh, here at the WD4WDW Ham Shack, um, 
we've got some uh, some rigs set up here. We've got a nice uh, hex beam up here that uh, that I've seen. So, um, Sean, why don't you tell us about Deers and its role um, here at Disney World? Okay, yeah, sure thing. Um, so basically, uh, uh, Neil, we um, the Disney Group uh, Deers has been around since 1996. Um, a hand by the name of Randy Hansen, uh, whiskey for Alpha Tango Foxtrot. And at that time, six other members um, got together and they created Deers here at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, this was actually after the Deers group was founded in the Los Angeles area at the Disney uh, uh, offices there in, in uh, out California. Uh, they started in 1990. Um, so uh, the Deers group here in Disney, Walt Disney World, they had their first field day in June. Uh, and they operate a special event station in the Magic Kingdom during the uh, 25th anniversary there. Um, what happened was that uh, we had a very good relationship with uh, the Disney security folks and that we were added to the company's emergency operating plan as a resource of last resort. Uh, they were able to provide us with some facilities, uh, with some funds for equipment, um, and... Um, that relationship actually still exists to this day. Um, we uh, had our original equipment was set up over by the solid waste management building. Uh, it has been moved around quite a bit since then. Our first repeater antenna was moved from that to actually the top of the Contemporary Hotel uh, near the Magic Kingdom, and um, which, of course, gave us much better coverage from up there. Uh, unfortunately, the management at the hotel did not like the looks of our equipment up there so we actually ended up replacing the equipment the antenna with a better looking antenna and it stayed up there for uh quite a while um in 1999 we were giving a operating position within the emergency operating center uh here at disney and we had equipment set up there at the eoc um one of the things that the club participated in was uh, during the Y2K um, event, uh, we had about 20 volunteers stationed around uh, the property with HTs, uh, and we were just there to make sure if anything did actually happen, not that we were thinking anything was going to happen, but if it did, we had ham stationed around the property to be able to report it back in uh, to the EOC. Um, we, um, what happened was later that year, in fact, in 2000, um, as often happens in these industries, we had a large company turnover, and uh, the uh, gentleman in the Disney security, he left the company, and at that point, we did not have anyone in the security organization who was sort of our backer. Um, due to that fact, uh, we stopped doing kind of like uh, on-property events so much, uh, just because we didn't have the upper management support. Um these days, we do a lot of the community events. Uh, we participate and provide communications for bike rides, uh, for the um, cancer walk every year here, um, uh, events like that. Um, we would like to get back to do more on-property events. Uh, we'd love to run a special event station during certain, certain Disney events. We're working on that. Uh, so hopefully in the not-too-near future... Uh, uh, you will be able to hear us broadcasting from actually inside one of the parks. That's something that we really want to do. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say was that, so these days uh, our equipment is no longer at the Contemporary. So if you try to look up there on the roof, you're not going to see any antennas. Uh, we now have our main repeater is on top of a 300-foot tower. 
uh, over at one of our distribution centers, which is just north of the Magic Kingdom. So if you do come here, you'll get pretty good coverage over most of the properties here. Um, maybe some of the outlying ones, like Animal Kingdom, you may not get a great signal, but you should be able to get reached the repeater from pretty much anywhere in the Walt Disney World Resort. So, um, and uh, as of today, we have about 100, a little over 100 members in Deers. Uh, we're always looking to expand. And um, yeah, so I guess that's you know, a little rundown of Deer, who we are and, and what we're doing these days. Now, you mentioned um, some of the uh, some of the antennas and, and things that are up and the repeaters, and uh, you've actually got several repeaters, um, some on 2 meters, some on 440, some are linked in to where people can actually access those from wherever, uh, but then they can also access these, as, as you said, right here on... Uh, on Disney World property. So why don't you run down uh, the repeaters and tones and, and the capabilities of those um, for us so that way we've we've got um, an idea of, of what's uh, available to people who are visiting here. Yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, so we basically operate three primary repeaters uh, here on property. We have our uh, analog repeater, uh, which is on 147.3 megahertz uh, with PL tone, of 103.5. Um, that's our main analog FM. Um, we also operate a D-Star repeater on 444 megahertz uh, with a PL, again, with a PL tone of 103.5. And we also operate a DMR um, repeater here, uh, which is at 442, I believe. 444 even. Oh, 444 even. Okay. Sorry. Plus five. Plus five. Yes. So that's our DMR repeater. Uh, that's our most recent uh, installation here, in fact. Um, and uh, so those are the three that we primarily operate here. Uh, I believe we do have another repeater out by uh, Animal Kingdom, uh, and I think it's slaved to the main analog repeater uh, to help expand coverage out. Um, I don't remember the frequency off the top of my head, but if you look in one of the repeater guides, you'll, you should be able to see it there. Um, in addition to that, our analog repeater is also linked to um, the um, the ABC affiliate up in New York. Um, that club there is called Bears. That's the Broadcasters Emergency Amateur Radio Service. They're kind of our sister club. And um, so if you tune into our repeater, the 147.3 machine here in Orlando, you could very well be hearing people up in the New York City, Long Island area checking in. And that's due to this, what we call the DARI network or Disney Amateur Radio Interconnect. So um, and also, finally, our FM repeater is also on Echolink. Um, uh, not sure. I don't remember the... No, 632-802. That's the node number. Uh, so uh, if you want to check in on there, you're welcome to do so. Our repeaters are open to the public. Uh, they're open to guests of the parks. So, yeah, the equipment's there, and we encourage people to use it. Okay, now another thing that, that we talked about is, you know, people can get in here on Echolink or, or um, uh, with some of the um, technology on the repeaters, but you have this HF station over here, and Andy uh, was just on uh, a little bit ago. Um, so you can uh, you can get on here and uh, talk to them and, and get a QSL card. So, uh, Andy, why don't you, uh, 
you tell us a little bit about the HF setup here, and then if somebody wants to come visit the station, now we kind of did this all you know ahead of time, so I don't know if you're always prepared for visitors or not. So tell people about um, if you're able to you know visit the station. Would it be possible to do that? If so, if, you know how would they do, how would they go about doing that, or, or is that just not really feasible right now? So I guess we'll first talk about the station itself, and then I'll answer those questions. Um, so we have a hex beam here up at about 80 or so feet um, above uh, our shack. We're behind a fire station. I believe it's number four, Radio Creek Fire Station number four, which is located by Disney Springs. So if you hop on Google Earth, you can actually see the fire station quite clearly. We're um, one of the little buildings behind it. Um, and we're running here just a Kenwood uh, TS-570D. Um, into our hex beam. So just 100 watts barefoot. Um, we got rotor on it. Our hex beam will do you know, 10 through 80 meters. So it's quite, uh, quite nice for us to work here. Um, as far as coming over to the station, uh, we haven't had many visitors, but we have had a few guests join us. On field day, we had a few guests come over um, who were just staying on property and knew that you know, uh, the club existed and they wandered over because we did publish it on our website. Um, so usually that's the best way uh, to come visit our station. But you can totally come and visit our club meetings, though, we do the second Wednesday of every month, um, and currently it's at the All-Star Cast Resources Building, um, but that may change and that may move around property as availability uh, works. But that gets posted on our website, wd4wdw.org, um, and that's a great place to go. And we have uh, guests from all over the world come and join us at our meetings, um, which is really quite fantastic to get to you know say hi to people and hear all sorts of different amateur radio experiences um, in one location. It's great for me, so I don't have to travel all over to get those stories. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's the best way for guests to get involved in obviously making contacts with us when we're on the air. Um, I will probably be operating here more and more and more uh, as my schedule permits. Um, I know I'll be doing the QSO party from here that we mentioned earlier. Um, so we'll definitely be on the air. Um, but it's a quite nice station, and it's kind of underutilized. But um, that's changing pretty quickly, though. We're getting a pretty good active uh, group of hams here. Very good, Andy. And and you mentioned the the website there. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we uh, give that out so that way you could find all the um, repeater frequencies and PL tones and all that kind of thing. And, uh, and Sean's got uh, something else here to throw in on that. Yeah, I just wanted to add to uh, what Andy mentioned. In addition to our monthly meetings, uh, we also hold a monthly net, uh, which is going to be the fourth Wednesday of each month. And that's on our analog fm the 147.3 machine uh if you're not in the orlando area again you can join us via echolink and we welcome everyone to come and join us on our monthly net we call it the fun net um we have our our one of our club members uh bruce keller k4bak he's our uh, net master and he's he's a great guy lots of fun so yeah just wanted to mention that as well all right very good and and we'll mention that if you heard some pops in the background a little bit ago um, that was actually the fireworks going off at the parks. Uh, we, we heard some pops here, and Andy uh, slipped me a note and said, hey, uh, th- that's the, the fireworks going off at the, at the parks because it was uh, getting about closing time for a few of those. So uh, if you heard that, that's that's what it was. We're, we're really right here in the middle of everything at uh, – at Walt Disney World. Well, there's uh, several other things, of course, that you can do uh, with ham radio here in Florida. And uh, I know uh, Val in V9L has done uh, some things on Ham Nation and, and mentioned them again on this show about uh, cruise ships and which cruise ships you can operate on and which ones don't allow it. And then some of them you have to check. And, you know, so always make sure you check at that out uh, before you go because you may not be able to operate. But last week here on the show, we were talking about NASA on the air and uh, 
uh, Kevin Zary uh, over at uh, Kennedy Space Center uh, was not on the show to answer the question, and somebody asked, hey, can I go to the ham shack at Kennedy Space Center? I was down there visiting. Can I get in there to see that? Well, I have the answer, and, and the short answer is no, you can't. Uh, the ham shack is actually in one of the uh, lab buildings. Uh, Kevin was telling me it's actually one of the very first buildings that uh, was put up there when they built the um, the space center and uh you have to have nasa credentials to get in there so unless you have nasa credentials you're not going to be able to visit you can go down you know to the visitor center and all that kind of thing but the ham station isn't there it's behind the gate and so you'll have to get um credentials in order to do that and that's just not ordinarily possible i won't say that it's totally impossible because i did it and so now i'll probably get in trouble because well i you know that neil rap guy he got to go why can't i why can't i go well uh we had some some uh, technical um meetings on on a few things for um the uh, station there and so we were able to uh, to work that out uh, but it wasn't easy, uh, even though we we had some things to discuss and, and put together uh, for the the shack there. Uh, but uh, was grateful that uh, uh, Kevin was able to uh, arrange a meeting with a couple of uh, their club members while I was there and get on and work a pile up for a little bit and and have some fun with it here uh, while I'm on vacation. So uh, so unfortunately at, at Kennedy Space Center, at least uh, the answer is no, you can't. And uh, thought we'd we'd throw that out there, but um, Kevin's uh, done a great job with the station over there, and those guys um, they, they've put together a real nice uh, facility, and uh, they are on the air quite a bit. And uh, I know they're getting ready to upgrade some of their satellite stuff. We were uh, that was some of the stuff we were talking about uh, upgrading some of their um, satellite capabilities and. Uh, maybe trying to do some telebridge stuff at, at some point so um we'll see how that uh, progresses but they've got a got a nice setup and i want to thank them for uh for hosting me for an hour or two the other day um and and yeah sorry but but not everybody's going to get to do that well uh we're going to take a break and uh when i come back we'll take your questions and your calls with sean and andy right after this word from icom america right here on ham talk live heard it worked it logged it it's time to get the transceiver that is best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. See how you can make the most out of contest season with one of these transceivers. First, the IC7851. It's the competitive edge you've been looking for. Raise the bar and hear what others cannot with this flagship HF and 50 MHz transceiver that has reciprocal mixing dynamic range, crystal clear LO design, spectrum scope, dual receivers, and digital voice recorder. The one I've been drooling over lately, the IC7610. It's the SDR every ham wants and just in time for contest season. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The new ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling system, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digit select. 
The reason I've been drooling over the IC7610 is the performance I've seen at work with our IC7300. It's changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large touchscreen, a real-time spectrum scope, and an SD card slot. It's all in the IC7300. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Oh, yeah. You're talking ham radio, baby. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at HamTalkLive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as with all of our shows this summer, we'll have a call of the day. Today's call of the day will win an autographed Heil Ham Radio Handbook, second edition. That's courtesy of Heil Sound, and all you have to do is call in, and we'll pick a random caller at the end of the show. So make sure you uh, you do that. Well, it is time for your call. So if you have a question for Deers, give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now is the time to call 812-638-4261. Uh, you can also call on Skype if you like that. We're Ham Talk Live on Skype. Or you can tweet us at Ham Talk Live. And um, look forward to hearing from some of you. Um, now, Andy, I, I had uh, something that I wanted to ask, too. Again, we're talking about vacationing uh, in Florida and operating some radio while you're here. Uh, that salt water uh, on the on the beaches is, is great for uh, for doing some operating. And you've got a lot of flat land and low elevation. So... Um, how do you notice the propagation being different here than it was up in uh, Ohio and Indiana, uh, where you're where you're from and where you've been going to school? Uh, how do you notice it being better down here for people who are trying to operate on the beach or from their hotel or wherever? So salt water makes a great ground plane. So I mean that's always helpful. And uh, the fact that Florida is the flattest state in the Union means that uh, you can pretty much stick a relatively low tower up there and uh, work some pretty impressive DX. Um, you know, when I was up at uh, UF, it was really nice because uh, we were on top of a building. Um, and we were like the tallest object for miles. And even though here we're only at 80 feet, um, we're above the trees uh, by and large. And there's not much tall around us. There's not much uh, shade. You know, there's the skyscrapers of Orlando, but that's about it. Um, so we get a really nice low takeoff angle. Actually, you can hear some fireworks in the background there. It's Epcot going right now. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's really quite nice to be able to sit down here and, uh, you know, pretty much work wherever without requiring a ridiculously tall tower and a beam. Um, I've had success myself 
um, just working, you know, from a uh, from a hamstick on top of my car um, or a small vertical, you know, thrown up uh, into a tree while I'm hiking. So uh, it's really quite different. At my parents' house up in Ohio, my brother and I put in a uh, antenna there, and the, there's definitely some dead spots, um, and it, it's not quite as strong. It's a vertical, so like not the best antenna, but um, you know, quite not quite the same as down here. So you know, that's a lot of fun uh, being able to be down here and just sort of throw up. We don't have as many trees down here, which kind of makes it harder. But um, if you can figure out a way to get it up in the air, um, you got a pretty good uh, signal going out. Well, that's that's some cool stuff, and and I've seen some um, some tripods for beaches. You know, you can put the the flat tripods down and and try to get uh, use of some of that salt water. And uh, I haven't tried that one yet, but but maybe we'll do that. Well, speaking of of unexpected things like fireworks going off in the middle of the show, when we got here, we we Sean, we 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 had a little surprise out here in the in the parking lot and 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 yes it's it happens in florida a lot but it happened right under the deer's communication vehicle so tell us what happened (laughs) yeah welcome to florida (laughs) uh yeah so when i arrived here at the shack uh before the show uh, as i pulled up i noticed that the front of our van um was lower than the rear and i'm pretty sure that we didn't like put a lift kit in the van uh so i walked around the van and found out that the front of our e-com van was sunk down into a sinkhole of about probably about six feet from the door of the shack um not sure they they do sometimes just pop up here uh, especially with the heavy rains that we get and um yeah, so that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, as uh, Andy mentioned, a uniquely Florida surprise here. Um, so, yeah, that was that was an interesting little thing. I'm like, well, we're just going to have to get this towed out. I briefly considered trying to drive it out, and then I realized that the chassis was actually laying on the ground in the front, and I knew that wasn't going to happen. So, <laughs> oh, well, it happens. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, that was that was uh, something. We just saw this big hole right underneath, and... Uh, the bumper uh, laying up on the uh, on the uh, railroad, tie. railroad tie, yeah, there for the uh, parking marker. But um, yeah, I hope uh, things get worked out there, and uh, we may talk about the, uh, the the van here in just a little bit. Um, Carl KD nine HQT does have a question though. Um, he wants to know if there was any involvement uh, with the the ham station or the repeaters with. Uh, weather and especially uh, Hurricane Irma, um, if there was any connection uh, and, and assistance provided by you all. So uh, hurricanes are also another sort of, I wouldn't say uniquely Florida, but definitely a Floridian thing. Um, and fortunately, we're built with stand-up. So the Walt Disney World Resort never actually lost power during Irma. Um, we did batten down the hatches. We closed the parks, which is a big deal um, to shut down our parks uh, for safety, of course. Um, but uh, we hadn't done that in about 10 years prior. Um, it was a big deal. Uh, but we did not actually need to activate um, or do anything for that. I know I lost power for 38 hours. I live about 10 miles south of uh, Disney property, and uh, I lost power for 38 hours. But I actually had my portable rig that I take when I go hiking. So I just got out my solar panel and my deep cycle battery, and I was back on the air. Um, but in 
addition to uh, you know the regular sort of IT infrastructure that you would expect on the Disney property, um, Disney also runs a very expansive uh, DMR network for uh, radio communication, and that's all on you know emergency power as well. Uh, Sean said before, amateur radio is recognized as a last resort um, you know emergency communication on resort property, and there are significant. Uh, there are significant uh, list of items that need to happen before they get to us. Um, Disney tries to make sure that you know, regardless of when you come down to the property, um, to any Disney property, that safety is not something a guest needs to worry about. We worry about that for you, from taking care of our attractions to your safety due to weather here on property. Um, so, you know, fortunately in this case, you know, we had to close some parks. The monorails didn't run, the buses didn't run, but guests were safe in their resorts, and you know, communications never went down, and no one was ever in any trouble. Okay, now you said the word monorail. So, Andy, you, you've got this this great idea for how to get ham radio inside of Disney World. But let the world know. Yeah, so you are totally allowed to bring your HTs to the park and use them. Uh, we've actually worked with security to make sure that uh, they know what an amateur radio HT looks like. And that means that you can do something uniquely Disney. You can be monorail mobile um, and check into our repeater. Um, one of the few places in the world that has a relatively expansive monorail system. And if you decide to you know, power up your HT while in the cars of uh, the monorail trains, you can totally hit the repeater um, and you can operate monorail mobile, um, which is, I think, probably the coolest thing I've ever done here on property. Um, there's a lot of really you know, nifty experiences begin to do that. And when someone you know, hears you say, oh, your call sign stroke monorail mobile they go huh and it's a nice little way to say yeah i'm at disney world yeah and uh just to uh add on to what andy was mentioning about bringing hts into the parks um yeah so we actually uh we get asked that a lot uh honestly and um and as andy said yes you can bring an ht into the park uh as he said we have recently provided disney security with uh photos and uh, descriptions of what they are and about our repeaters. So Disney security should be well-versed uh, in what the equipment is. Uh, a couple of guidelines. Uh, we do recommend that you bring probably a copy of your license. would not be a bad idea. Uh, also, uh, security has also asked us uh, to mention that if you bring it, please use a short antenna. Like they want us to use a rubber duck. Um, I know I've got a uh, better, higher gain, you know, longer antenna on my HD, but for some reason, I'm sure they have good reasons. They actually prefer us to tell people to bring these short rubber antennas uh, when you come to the park, and you should be able to get in. All right, very good. And I had the Balfang button on standby here in case he said you could you could bring your Balfang, but we did, we <laughs> didn't we didn't hit hit the button here. But um, um, Sean, one other thing that that I thought of as I was listening to the repeater a little bit uh, driving around um, today is can we get a repeater ID with Mickey Mouse on it? Can, can we do that? <laughs> oh man, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> That's an excellent idea. I will have to talk to Mickey. Uh, I don't know if you've ever actually um, <laughs> if you've ever actually uh, ever been asked to do that for us. Um, we yeah, <laughs> we do have a, our QSL card uh, is pretty uniquely Disney. Uh, we're fortunate that uh, as dear as, as an officially sanctioned Disney club, we do have access to Disney, you know, properties, pictures and things like that. Um, so uh, 
but yeah, I, it would be awesome if we could get Mickey to do our one of our announcements uh, here. Things well, we'll have to we'll have to ask him. So. 812-638-4261 is the phone number to call if you have a question for the Disney Emergency Amateur Radio Service team here tonight, uh, which was kind enough to to host me for the show here uh, tonight. We're just uh, hanging out in the Ham Shack, and uh, we'd love to uh, hear from you or tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Um, so something we were talking about uh, before the show is, is you know, how many Mickey Mickey Mouses, Mickey Mice, Mickey Mises? How, how many Mickeys are there in the park? One. There's only one Mickey Mouse. There's only one. So, very busy. yeah, he's a very busy guy, and we gotta and we gotta get him to to record an ID for you. So that, that that'd be great. Eight one two six three eight four two six one is the phone number. We're uh, just a few minutes away from the end of the show, but we'd uh, love to hear from you if you uh, have something to ask or uh, a comment here. Um, give us a call eight one two six three eight four two six one, or you can send in a tweet or comment here on Spreaker. Um, we were uh, we were on the air a little bit um, on twenty meters before the show, and um, a lot of. Uh, interesting uh disney stories but everybody was uh was wanting a qsl card and uh and were excited to to hear the the uh, park um and uh just just had a an idea here you know we've got the walmart parking lots on the air and we've got the pubs on the air and the nasa on the air and, and mines on the air and 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 we're going to be doing craters on the air soon and some stuff what about disney parks do you think there's any possibility of getting disneyland and tokyo and euro and and maybe do a special event so i think depota should totally be a thing but uh there's a few uh hurdles to get through the other one i've also thought is florida has no uh summits on the air um if you're familiar with that but we do have a few mountains here at walt disney world so you know maybe we can get you know space mountain recognized or you know big thunder mountain or uh expedition everest recognized as mountains and have summits and see if we can make that happen too um it's one of those things where uh you know disney is a big company and obviously providing an excellent guest experience comes first so something like that uh while it'd be fun it definitely takes a little bit more planning to make sure that we don't impact operations and that we do it in a very very safe way um at disney we're taught that we have you know four keys and the first key is always safety um so doing either a parks on the air or something like that we need to make sure that whatever setup we do uh we need to be you know structurally sound and safe um not just for us but for our guests as well that join us in the parks um, so while that is a great idea, there's a, quite a bit of planning, and uh, I would love to make it happen. Um, I get to travel a fair bit with my job, but uh, so I mean I can totally do it with my HT. But um, yeah, we'll see if we can make that happen a little long term. I know we have operated in the parks before. Um, I think Sean can go into that a little more. Yeah. So uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, during some of the club's history, um, we did in fact operate from Magic Kingdom during the 25th anniversary there. Um, and I can tell you that uh, doing events, especially events from the parks, is definitely on our to-do list. Um, as Andy mentioned, there's quite a few hoops we have to go through. And, um, but, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely high on our we really want to do this list uh, to get, kind of get back into that. So uh, hopefully, yeah, in the not-too-distant future, we'll be able to operate from one of the parks here. 
Now, I, I had another question for you, and I'm going to ask Sean since he's been around a little bit longer. Uh, there, there were some rumors going around about antennas on Space Mountain. Were, 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 was the repeater ever located there at one point? Not that I'm aware of. Um, antennas on Space Mountain. You know, I, I, I can't say that I, I can't say for a certainty that that hasn't been the case. Um, but as far as I know. Uh, the only antennas that we've had actually physically in the parks have been on the uh, Contemporary Resort, um, where we had our repeater. Um, and then, but as of now, uh, there were not. They're actually uh, over at our one of our distribution centers on top of the 300 foot tower. Um, but yeah, no, I I had not heard that before. But you know, I don't know. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going on here that uh, you know Disney's a, a big. Well, Disney World is a big resort. Lots of people here. It could be some sort of secret Mickey experiment going on that I don't know about. So, lots to see. <laughs> well, there are several antennas up there. I, I will say that. Um, N1TYH uh, says uh, good info uh, regarding bringing the HT to Disney. So, uh, thanks for that. And thanks, Stephen, for listening and uh, and tweeting into us tonight. Well, we're going to... Uh, to finish up here shortly, but I um, want to thank you all for uh, for having me in here, and uh, it's been uh, been a good experience, and uh, glad to um, show off some of the things that uh, you all are, are working hard on here at Disney World, and um, look forward to uh, maybe being back here before too long. It's uh, always a challenge to, to get away from the classroom for for long enough but uh enjoy getting down here and uh and so want to say thank you for that and uh andy will be uh we'll be talking to you about the uh collegiate cuso party coming up soon so any final comments yeah i just want to you know say thanks for coming down neil it's unusual for us to talk this much in a year you know in person like we usually see each other at dayton that's about it so it's nice to see you an extra time uh and get to come down here and yeah i'm looking forward to us chatting in about a month um for the collegiate cuso party it's probably the first time it's really been even mentioned outside of the uh facebook group so watch uh your national contest journals and your qsts coming out here in uh september um for more details on that with rules and all that and we actually have uh some stuff posted on the GatorRadio.org website. UF is hosting some of those details, um, and that will be out in those issues as well. And I will be operating that uh, contest um, right here from Deers. Uh, so I will be on the air uh, as Disney World, um, getting to uh, talk to some of my favorite uh, schools and hopefully my alma maters and uh, making some contacts. So looking forward to that and, you know, always looking forward to getting on the radio. There's a, seems to be always a good excuse to get over here. So have some fun. So thanks again, Neil. All right, thanks, Andy, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be looking for that. And, and you you got my plug in there for the National Contest Journal. Um, Andy's uh, going to be the guest author of the article on that uh, coming up in the September issue. So make sure you you check that out. And uh, Sean, same for you. Any any final words before we go? Uh, yeah, uh, just a second. What Andy said, I uh, wanted to thank you, Neil, for having us on your show. It was great having you here. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and just to remind folks, again, if you go to our website, wd4wdw.org, uh, we post um, about uh, our monthly meeting. So if you're going to be here at the resort uh, around the second Wednesday of the month, you're more than welcome to attend our monthly meeting. Uh, they're typically held at 6 p.m. 
uh, at the All-Star Resort area. And again, our net monthly nets are the fourth Wednesday uh, of every month at 7 p.m. And that's going to be on our 147.3 machine and also on Echolink. So if you care to join in, we more than welcome you for that, too. All right. Very good. Well, it's uh, time for the call of the day. And today's winner uh, will receive an autographed Heil Ham Radio Handbook, second edition, courtesy of Heil Sound. And that goes to Carl, KD9HQT. So, Carl, we'll uh, get that handbook off to you. And thanks for chiming in on the show tonight. And we hope that uh, others will do the same. But that is a wrap for this week's Ham Talk Live. Thanks to uh, Sean and Andy for being here from Deers and everybody out there in cyberspace for uh, chiming in online tonight. And uh, we'll invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Mark Brown, N4BCD, will be here to preview the Huntsville Ham Fest, which is coming up August 18th and 19th. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, be sure to visit hamtalklive.com. And if you like Ham Talk Live, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It helps others find us uh, faster. And so for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375. May the good DX be yours and have a magical evening. Don't <laughs> <laughs>